Hello, I'm Carlos Gonzalez, the, the head coach of Atletico Uragua, and this is the Step Over podcast. From downtown at TD Place, to the south at George Nelms Park, to the Millennium Fields in the east, to whatever's in carp, I guess, this is the Step Over podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. My name is Josh. Thank you so much for joining. And we are actually going to be focusing more on TD Place today. We're going to be talking a bit about the big club, Atletico Ottawa. I had a chat with new head coach, Carlos Gonzalez. We're going to get to that in just a few moments. Now, the first thing I wanted to touch on um, was, I don't know if you saw this, but the social community of Canadian soccer uh, broke this week when a prominent Ottawa supporter, Brandon Adibay, uh, you can follow him at, at Letty on Twitter. He thought he would put out a list of uh, what he thought were the 15 biggest soccer clubs in Canada right now. Now, he put Toronto FC number one, CF Montreal number two, and Atletico Ottawa number three. And people lost their minds over this. But his post made the rounds on social media. And I think most people who were upset with it were upset with how highly Atletico Ottawa was ranked. Now, to me, I think this was a great list based more on vibes than anything else. And if you're going to base, you know, your list of the 15 biggest soccer clubs in Canada um, based purely on vibes, I think you can go ahead and put Atletico Ottawa number one. Because is Atletico Ottawa going to win the CPL this year? Probably not. Are they going to win the Canadian Championship this year? It's possible, but probably not. But are the vibes immaculate? There's no question. Atletico Ottawa would be number one. So I just wanted to put that out there, get that off my chest. Uh, It felt important to me. And lastly, uh, before we get to our chat with Carlos Gonzalez, um, I do just want to give a little plug to something that for me has become uh, a bit of a tradition. A tradition unlike any other. My yearly season preview for Apartment 613. You can go to apartment613.ca right now and read my Atletico Ottawa season preview piece that I've called Welcome to Your Gonzalez Years, where I take a little look at the new coach, the new players, the players who have left, three players you need to watch this season, and a low-risk projected starting 11. I also look at the expectations for the season and give a few predictions what I think we'll see by the end of the year, including CPL standings, our top scorer, most minutes, who will score the goal of the year, and so on. So please, head on over to apartment613.ca and check out the season preview. And now, here's my chat with Atletico Ottawa head coach, Carlos Gonzalez. So I guess my first question, um, I just want to touch on uh, the news that the local coach, who is the coach of the Carlton Ravens, Quasi Loney. Yeah, so he's joining your, so he's joining your staff. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what Quasi brings to your staff? Well, uh, from the first moment, we, un- we understood that it was so important to have somebody from, from the area, a Canadi- Canadian uh, coach that could... Uh, well, make us everything easier for start, the adaptation, everything. I feel that uh, as a coach, going out of your country, going to another country to work, uh, as soon as you can adapt to, to the place that you're working on, 
the the best result and the and the faster everything will come. So we knew from start from the first point that the that we needed somebody like crazy in the staff. We need uh, we we spoke with with uh, some of of Canadian old coaches and then we found that the crazy was the 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 coach that that better adapted to to the things that we were looking for. So I'm very happy to to have crazy here. Uh, we know that he has big experience with young young players in in Ottawa. We know that he has big experience in 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 Canada soccer. So I think that he's going to be a very important part part of the staff. He's going to be make us things uh, easier. And uh, although we know him from like uh, not much ago, I think that we are starting to have chemistry and we are all in the same page. Do you see him as being like a good resource in terms of like? If you if you need to bring in any new players, uh, with his knowledge of you know a lot of the younger players that are coming through the university ranks, yeah, of course uh, he's going to be this this uh, link between between the the professional soccer from the from the city and the and the more amateur or young young players of the city. Of course, he's going to give us uh, well, he's going to clarify everything for us. And uh, what one of the issues of, of being here is, of course, getting the best results for the club and for the city, but also try to to develop the soccer in the city, try to develop young players, young talent. So I think that we are we are going to do a, a great team staff to to go in this track. So you're very recently back from uh, spring training camp uh, in Madrid. Were you in Ottawa at all before preseason, or like is this now your first time in Ottawa? Yeah, this has been my my first touch with Ottawa. Yeah, I'm very happy to to be here. Uh, but uh, as you know, uh, we were in charge of the Kuwaiti national team for until until uh, end end of December. Uh, well, no, end of January. Sorry. So uh, so the reality is that we were working there in the with the national team, and, and we we couldn't come before to to this new 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 challenge for us. So, although I have a lot of information of Ottawa, I have a uh, lot of input about what is what was going to be life here and, and all the work surrounding surrounding the the club. Uh, my first step was last last Wednesday. So, being very new to Ottawa, like what are your you know your first impressions of of the town? Well, the city I think is a very nice city, and now we the, the welcome was a little bit cold because the day we came snow a bit. But uh, at the moment, the weather is improving a lot. We are having sunny days, and uh, I hope I can I can know more about the city and I can and I can know more about about all Ottawa and uh, about the surroundings of of the facilities and the, the context of of working that we're going to have. I I was impressed from the first day. I think that uh, we have all the tools needed to to do a good job this year. Yeah, I know you've only been here a few days, but you but um, have you found any spots that uh, that you think you might go back to, like a nice cafe or like a restaurant or something? <laughs> well, at the moment, you know, we are working so much. We are doing like twenty four seven inside the TD place. Um, We've we've uh, seen some restaurants, some places surrounding the TD place. I think it's a marvelous area. I think that once it's going to be summer here, it's going to be a lot of lot of people, and it's going to be a nice place to be. So this is what we are trying to to create. Also, 
uh, well, create uh, something with the fans so that they 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 support us. They come to this to this spot to the TD place and 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 to do like a good pre-match over here because we have we have a lot of things to do here pre-match and then to after this to to enjoy the game and and to be proud of 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 our job. So yeah, you're back from from your preseason. Can you tell the fans a little bit about how preseason went and like what aspects you focused on? Like, are you happy with how preseason went? Yeah, I think that uh, it was a very good preseason. Uh, a bit short, a bit short because of all these circumstances. The reality is that we've worked uh, for four weeks in Madrid and now this week here in Ottawa. So it's not much, but uh, we have done a great job there. We've worked most of the days in double session, morning and afternoon working, uh, so that the players knew us better, faster, and we knew the players also better and faster. So the one of the issues from start was that uh, we wanted to to create an identity, a soccer identity of, of the team. So we need we need to to have a lot of hours of working so that the players understood exactly what we needed. And at the same time we work very hard on the on the fitness and the physical part of, of the conditioning. Because the reality is that the the last season stopped in in October, half of October, and there have been a lot of months from for some players without working in a, in a professional context so we have been focusing a lot on, on the conditional and also on the tactical part of, of the team so that we we are in the best moment to start the season and we are with with very clear ideas of what we want to do in the field so before we talk about the season ahead I, I want to ask a bit about about you um, so you're from Spain um, like where in Spain are you from I'm from a small town in the south of southern Granada Andalusia south of Spain it's called Almuñécar, and I was born over there. Uh, but still, when I when I was like 17, 18 years old, I went to the university in Madrid. I studied uh, sports science over there, and uh, and then I, I started to develop as a coach uh, from the second year of, of of the of the career. I started to work on Rayo Vallecano, that is a, also a first division team in in the Spanish league uh, with the youth youth categories. And after this, uh, I continued working some months in, in Granada, being assistant coach over there. Then I went to Malaga in the good moments of, of Malaga, of Champions League. I was fortunate to, to work there uh, and have near a coach like, like Pellegrini also. And, uh, and I was there for three years. And uh, my last steps in Spain were, were in Athletic were in Atletico Madrid, where uh, I worked the last five seasons, and I and I was the coach of the the under nineteen team before before I went to to Kuwait to train the Olympic team, the under twenty three, and then I I finished it. I ended with the with the first national team. So this is uh, like a fast. Fast resume of, of my steps in my in my career as a coach. Of course, I played I played football, I played soccer when I was younger, but I I felt that I, I didn't have enough talent to to be a top player. Uh, so I decided to to do my my journey, my trip, like uh, as a coach. 
Okay, so yeah, you didn't think that that you had the talent to be a player, um, but you still played. Like, like what position did you usually play? I was forward. Forward yeah. player. Yeah, I could play like second striker. I could play in, in both wings. I was an attacker. Yeah, I. Uh, well, I was a creative player. Creative players, but you know, at the end of the day, I. I I knew that I, I had talent, but not to be uh, a big player or, or to live in the best way in soccer. So uh, the reality is that, that my brother, my brother has the talent of the family. He's a professional player. He plays in the first division of, of the Czech Republic. So I had more like the brain part, the tactical <laughs> part, and, and he, he got the talent in the pits. So... So we, my my parents make the balance over there. Okay, right on. Um, was there a team that you cheered for growing up? Atletico. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. So when I started to work over there, it was like, uh, well, I was a, a bit a bit embarrassed at the at the at the beginning because it was like my club um, from all life. So once I get there to the big club. Uh, the adaptation was very easy because at the end of the day, Atletico Madrid uh, is an enormous club. But once you go inside, you can see that the, they work like a, like, a, like a family. So it was very easy for me uh, getting there and, and developing there as a, as a young coach. Um, on the press release, when, when you were hired, it, you know, it said that you've been coaching for around 10 years, but really your career started you know, in your teens. Um, what was it that drew you to coaching? I mean, do you think that that was something that you wanted to to pursue as a career? Well, as I say, the, the reality is from from very young, I, I had quite clear ideas. I I wanted to study sports science, something related on sport. I I loved uh, football, soccer, so I I wanted to to work on this during during all my life. And the the reality is that. In any moment, I, I felt that I, I wanted to be the head coach of a team, but I have I had very clear that I wanted to to work on on a staff and to work on a professional context. But you know, sometimes the 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 track is moving and and, and you don't have the the exact destination, but you are getting to a place that maybe is not expected to you. I think that I'm a, a very reflexive uh, person. So I analyze myself a lot. And this is one of the points that I felt that I, I have this capacity of, of leadership and, uh, and this tactical uh, understanding of the game. So although I first, in my starts, I started like a fitness coach. And when I was 18, 17, I started like a fitness coach. Uh, all my drills and every, all the work that I was preparing was more with a, with a tactical vision. So... It was so clear that I have I have to occupy a, another another role in the staff. So it went like little by little. I I started to found what were my strengths as as a, well as as a coach and uh, and uh, I didn't. I the reality is that I wasn't like uh, I was prepared. For, for the for the situation that appeared alone, I didn't look for this situation. It, it went uh, smooth, and it appeared alone. You know, you were with the Kuwaiti national team. 
was a like a club challenge something that you were that you were looking for or or did Atletico seek you out and like what your, and like what made this an attractive option for you? Yeah, yeah. The the reality is that I always I feel that I'm always a, a person that I I don't like to be too much time in my comfort area. You know, uh, I always want to to look for new challenges that that make me uh, well adapt, grow, and continue my journey. So the reality is that I felt that in Atletico the the only option to, to stay in, in that moment over there it was to keep on training the, the guys of the under-19. And I, I felt that I was also prepared to, to give one more step. And this opportunity came to me. The reality is that uh, I felt that it was a great opportunity so that I could continue developing myself because it was a big, big change in my life. Uh, first time I went out of Spain, uh, new new language, a new culture, uh, everything everything totally new. Also, I was a coach in a club, and I went. I, I was in Kuwait, a coach in a national team. So I felt that all these different different issues were issues that were going to make me better if I was capable to adapt to them. So I, I think that uh, it was a great experience in Kuwait. Uh, I started with the, with the young team. I finished with the with the national first national team so uh, it was better than, than what I was expecting on the on the first moment with no doubt and we had very big experiences over there also I was on loan for half a season with one of the most important clubs over there Kuwait Sport Club uh, the federation loaned me over there and uh, we had the opportunity to play the AFC Cup that is like the UEFA Europa League is like the second second league in, in the second championship on, on all Asia. Okay. So I think that that for me was great experience as as a coach uh, leading uh, older players players with big careers that had played World Cups that that you know was a, a very big challenge for me. So so I'm very grateful for for this opportunity that the Kuwaiti football game. So. You know, you said that you're someone who always likes to challenge yourself and seek out new challenges. Um, what I'm hearing is that you're going to stay with Ottawa until you win the league. Well, let's see. I think we have to go step by step. Okay? <laughs> the, rea- the reality is that the, that the investment of the club is big, that everything that surrounds us, of course, is trying to, to give Atletico Ottawa to a next level. But uh, we cannot forget from from the the qualifying of the last that last year. So I think that we have to be a little bit patient because uh, because we need we need to be a little bit patient. But of course, uh, one of my my well my challenges my targets is to to be capable to win to any team of the of the CPL. So we have to be in that position. We have to be in the position in which we are competitive team, solid team. And we are a tough team to win, and we are able to win everyone. So you've been coaching a long time now. Um, like, would you say that you're a much different coach now than you were when you started? Of course, yeah. I think that my uh, the main points or or my essence, my essence, I keep it. I keep my essence. But of course, I've been developing a lot. Of course. Uh, I still, I'm still are a method, methodical coach, a tactical coach, 
and uh, a very demanding and passionate coach. I feel that my essence is that one. But of course, now I manage things completely different than uh, how I managed it like 10 years ago. But I feel that in, in, any, in any profession, in any work, in, in uh, every person, we, when we look back, we sometimes see how we reacted in the, in the past and in some situations. And of course, this is part of our path, our developing. And of course, I've changed a lot of things. And I hope that I've changed it for for best, for for better. Um, so looking ahead to the season, like fans definitely want to know what kind of football they're going to see this year. Um, so what can you tell fans about about what kind of football Carlos Gonzalez's Atletico Ottawa is going to play? Well, the reality is I don't want to give too many tips to 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 the other coaches. Uh, we are going to be a competitive team, very competitive team. Yeah. We are going to be a, a very a team which plays with high intensity. Uh, we are going to be a team that is able to adapt to, to different situations during the game. You, we have to. One of my main issues with the team is that that we feel comfortable in situations where we are dominant and we are playing on the other team's field, but we are also comfortable maybe in, in the moments that we don't have too much the ball. We have to be also comfortable in defense. And we have to be a team that that also manages in these transitions. I want that my teams are vertical teams, teams with clear ideas to, to create goal situations. So this is in, in, in big, big, uh, in a big view. This is going to be the type of, of team that you are going to see in the field. Okay. Um, now, I think this roster that that's been put together is um, it has a lot more depth than what we've seen in the last few years. Um, it looks like there's been some, some significant upgrades. Like, what would you say are the, are the strengths of the roster? Definitely, we're going to have players that are going to give us uh, one more step, even surely, surely from, from last season. I think that we have a, a big and a great mix of, of uh, talented young players. And we have a mix with with experienced players that uh, are a little bit older that are going to be well like these these leaders of of the team. So I think that we have a we've made a, a good balance on the type of players that we have. Still, still we probably want to find something. I think that the that the squad is not totally finished, but um, the reality is that I'm very happy with the with the group that we have because we have. Uh, we have players that, that they, they are ambitious. I can see that in their eyes, that they want to change this dynamic of the, of the last season. And they are hungry players. It's very important. And, and also they are very competitive because we are starting to, to create this competition between, between them. And you can see it in the, in the training session. So at the moment, I'm very happy with this, with this uh, squad that we have. Do you have any specific expectations for the season? Like, I know fans will be disappointed, I think, if we don't make the playoffs, but is that something that you're concerned about right now? No, at the moment, I'm not focused on, on this because I see it very far, you know? I see this, this uh, challenge that is like seven months from it. So I, I prefer to, to put like uh, nearer challenges to the team. At the moment, the, the main challenge is that the team 
plays a good good football, good soccer. They play that the that the performance of the team is good. Once the performance of the team is good, the results will come. I'm sure sure of that. Then of course. Uh, we have to be strong in our in our field in the TD place, and also, of course, we have to be able to do two winnings together. That this this is a situation that didn't happen in the last two seasons. So we have to go little by little, and uh, I think that we don't have to put like uh, our ceiling at the moment. We can. I think that if we put a ceiling at the moment, we are going to be in the wrong in the wrong way. I think that we have to start work hard, and maybe. Uh, after five months, four months, we will look back and there, and we will be able to to set our goals of the season. I think that this is going to be the moment to, to set the proper goals of the season. Because at the moment, I feel that there is no point, it's very far, and we have to go game by game to do have the best result. Okay, uh, so I have a few quick questions before I let you go, if that's okay, okay. with you. Yeah, yeah, um, no problem. Okay, so the first one is from one of uh, the auto supporters, Brandon Adebay. You're going to see him you know, leading a lot of the chanting. I told him I would ask you this. So the question is, is Ottawa massive? Yes, Ottawa is massive. He's going to be so happy with that. Um, okay, my second question uh, is, what is your favorite sport besides football? Well, um, I really like sports. I like sports in the, in the nature. Uh, when I was younger, I, I did surf. I practice surf, but now once I left in lived in Madrid, I didn't practice too much because there's no sea over there. Uh, I try to to practice less risky sports. I am I think I'm good with with all the sport with racket like tennis or, or there's a sport like it's called paddle in, in Spain that we practice a lot. Of. So tennis or paddle, I feel like that is my best sport at the moment. Okay, uh, what's your favorite movie? Whoa, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Moneyball. Okay. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, my mom's food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I, so I had a follow-up question, and I don't know how how that's going to go though, because uh, it's if you were going to make someone a meal, what would you want to ah. make them to impress them, or would you just bring your mom's food? No, no, no. I'm 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 good uh, chef. I'm a good chef, but I okay. feel that I can do, I can do a, sp- a good Spanish omelet. You know, I think this is a typical, typical uh, uh, plate, typical food of, of Spain. And I, I feel comfortable doing it. Okay, great. Right um, what's the strangest food? You- I have a lot of food questions. What's the strangest food you've ever had? Well, in, in Kuwait, there has been a lot of strange food, you know. In Kuwait, uh, a lot of spicy food. Uh, I don't know, some insects also in that part of Asia. Usually people eat insects, so probably that, that type of, of food, the insects, is the more strange. Uh, can you play a musical instrument? No, I wish. I wish. I try to play the drum sometimes. So if you could pick an instrument to play, would it be drums? Yeah, drums or guitar. You know, I like rock and roll, so, so or the drums or the guitar. Okay. Uh, what's the better halftime snack? Oranges or watermelon slices? Uh, watermelon. Yeah. Um, when you aren't doing football things, what are you most likely to be doing? Uh, watching football. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, well, I try to have uh, to look for time for my family. I think this is the most important thing. To have a walk, to watch uh, some Netflix, to go to the cinema, to go to restaurants practice some sport, go to the gym, run. I think that what main, 
most of the people do. I'm quite a normal, a normal uh, coach, you know, quite a normal person. I bet fans would love to help with this next question. You know, you're new to Ottawa. Your family's new to Ottawa. Um, what would you like to learn about the city? Well, I would like to know a little bit of history. I've been reading something, not too much, but I would like to know a little bit of history of the city. Uh, and also, I would like to know the, the, the physical city. I want to, to, to have a walk, to know the, the parliament, to know some museums, to, to feel the city. You know, I, I like cities and I want to always that I go to, to any city to live. I want to know the city and so that if somebody asks me about the city, I, ca- I, can, I can answer or I can, or I can tell them something about, about it. And my last question. Carlos, um, I believe when people hear this, it's going to be your birthday. So you'll be turning 36, I believe. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Okay, well, happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank um, you very much. What's your favorite kind of cake? Well, I'm not too much of sweeties, not too much. But my favorite type of cake is the cheesecake. If somebody wants to give me, do me a gift, I, I would like to have a cheesecake, yeah. Okay, right on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carlos, that's all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate your time, eh? Thank you very much. Once again, that was my chat with Carlos Gonzalez. And hey, little fun fact, uh, if you are looking to record interviews for your own podcast, if you're going to do it at a Starbucks, mute your own mic when someone else is talking. I'm very lucky that Carlos was so good. Hopefully the quality of the guest makes up for it, the sound quality. But you can catch him uh, and the rest of his Atleti Ottawa squad take on Cavalry FC on April 9th. It's a pay-what-you-can, pay-what-you-want game. Uh, so hopefully it's going to be a big crowd and the proceeds are going to support Ukraine. So big crowd, good cause. Get out there for that home opener. As for me, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you liked, subscribed, spread the word, tell your friends. You can lie and tell them it's a true crime podcast. It's fine. Until next time, though, I'll see you.